today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The Christians that are going to bode well in these perilous last days are the Christians that are going to take heed to God's Word because God is our loving Heavenly Father. And He knows what's best for us. And I know maybe you don't think of it like this, but it breaks the heart of God when one of His children is struggling. He hurts. He cares. He loves us so much. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. There are so many different ways to get advice nowadays. We can ask around or more likely we can look it up and see what thousands of different people have to say. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that at the end of the day, God's is the only guidance we should put stock in. His instructions are only for your benefit. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. We're currently in this amazing book of Hebrews and today's text will be chapter 10. We'll begin in verse 23 and make it all the way through to verse 25. The writer of Hebrews by the Holy Spirit is writing to these Hebrew Christians and says, verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And, verse 24, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up, verse 25, this is a very familiar and often talked about verse, especially now. (laughs) Not giving up meeting together, or as some of your translations render it, assembling together with one another as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and here's why. All the more as you see the day approaching. Oh, can't wait. (laughs) Really looking forward to these verses today. I want to talk with you about the characteristics that we as Christians must possess if we're to have any hope of surviving, let alone thriving, in these perilous last days as we see the day fast approaching, and it is fast approaching. So the writer of Hebrews is sort of turning a corner after he started in chapter 7 all the way through to chapter 10, about verse 18, he's turning a corner. And now, after meticulously, and I mean meticulously, explaining how Jesus Christ fulfills the old covenant, the priesthood, as our high priest, 
the fulfillment of the tabernacle, the fulfillment of the old covenant. After explaining that, I mean in detail, he now seeks to encourage them and make no mistake about it, these Hebrew Christians needed encouragement. They were very discouraged. They were under tremendous pressure at this time. Their Jewish brethren who had not come to a saving knowledge of Christ were pressuring them every day to go back to Judaism, to leave Christ, to go back to the temple, back to the services, the offerings there in the temple. Because see, this is prior to 70 AD when the temple was destroyed. So every day, day in and day out, they're living with this pressure, this stress. And these are family members and friends and probably even employers, presupposing they still had a job. Because see, at that time when you came to Christ, you really had to count the cost. You were not family anymore. You were disowned. If you came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you were fired (laughs) from your job. You were seen as an outcast. And so when we read in the epistles and really in the gospels about picking up the cross and counting the cost and following Christ, this took on a whole new meaning for them then. And I was thinking about what's happening, not just in Afghanistan, that's at the forefront right now, but even in my birthplace of Beirut, Lebanon, do you realize that Lebanon is all but collapsed economically and governmentally? Really the entire world right now is just, these are perilous times. We are certainly not just in the last days, but really in the last moments of world history as we know it. We are living in those times, those days. So the writer of Hebrews is wanting to encourage them, and what better way to encourage them than to exhort them in light of the soon return of Jesus Christ. That is... Let me say it like this. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most encouraging truths in all of Scripture, especially for the times we are living in today, this would be it. Knowing that that trumpet could sound at any time. There's nothing that has to happen before the rapture happens. It can happen at any time. Jesus said, at an hour you expect not. Expect it. It could happen right now. Poof. (laughs) Oh Lord, that would be great. It's imminent. And it's knowing that the rapture is what we have to look forward to that makes what you're going through easier to get through. And I know many of you are going through some tremendous difficulties with everything that's happening, especially here on the islands. And I want to encourage you and and say to you that God knows and and God cares. And again, 1 Peter 5-7, you might want to write this down, especially if you're like me, prone to anxiety, 
Cast all your anxiety on Him. Why? I'm glad you asked. Peter answers, because He cares for you. I mean, right there. Do you ever think of it like that, that God cares about you? He cares about what you're going through? This notion of, well, little old me, I mean, God's got a whole universe to run. He's not concerned about me. Oh, yes, He is. He is absolutely concerned about you. He absolutely cares about you. He cares about everything you're going through. And He knows exactly what you need, even more so than you know what you need. Because He knows the heart. He sees the heart. And He knows the need of the heart, the cry of the heart. Well, today's message is a message of hope and encouragement in these last days as Christians. This is, let me couch it in terms of, this is not a thing of, we need to do this, please. That's not it. It's not, you know, God said you need to do this or don't do that. No, it's, it's more like this. It's like, hey, I know it's getting tough out there. And um, this is the survival manual. These are some tips, some ways that you can survive, even thrive, in these perilous times. This is what that will look like. The Christians that are going to bode well in these perilous last days are the Christians that are going to take heed to God's Word, because God is our loving Heavenly Father, and He knows what's best for us. And I know maybe you don't think of it like this, but it breaks the heart of God when one of His children is struggling. He hurts. He cares. He loves us so much, and He cares about us so much. And think about it like an earthly parent, even a grandparent. And you have a child that is struggling. Aren't you going to tax the moon and the stars in as much as you're able to do whatever you can for them? And you're fallen. How much more, our Heavenly Father? So that's what we have before us today. I want to share with you what I'm going to call three essentials from these three verses that should characterize our lives as Christians as we see the day fast approaching. The first one is in verse 23, and it's that of holding unswervingly to hope. Here, the writer is careful to include the why concerning hope. It's not just that we hold on to hope, unwavering, unswervering, but why? Why? Because he who promised is faithful. That's why. And he will never fail you. He will never let you down. He is faithful. 
So you put your hope in Him, you'll never be disappointed. And that's why you can be unshakable, immovable, unswerving in holding on to hope. In other words, the one in whom we unswervingly hope in and profess will never fail us. And that should have this much needed effect of calming us and settling us. Let me see if I can illustrate it this way for lack of a better illustration. I'm sorry, Gail, but I have to use you as an example. It's your birthday, so I can embarrass you the rest of the day, actually, if I want. She's faithful. She's a faithful servant. I tell Gail, well, we we need to do this. I don't have to check to see if it's done, because I know she's going to do it. I have no doubt. She is just faithful. And so I put a, I didn't trust her with a lot of stuff. Don't ask her, because <laughs> I mean a lot of stuff. And she does it. Now, I'll, I'll use an example from the mainland. My first church and the staff that I hired, uh, there was uh, one in particular staff member that, not so sure, <laughs> you know, I didn't really have that. So I would entrust them and hope that they would be found faithful in that which I had entrusted them to do, put my hope in them to do it, to follow through and do it, only to find out that they didn't do it. And so it kind of shook me, because now I cannot entrust that person with that, because I don't have that hope in them. Are you connecting some dots here? Now let's transpose and superimpose that onto the God in whom we profess, the one in whom we put our hope in. He is perfect. He is faithful. It's not that He won't fail us. It's that He can't. Let me say that again. The same thing in a different way. He just can't. It's not who God is. It's not how God is. It is impossible for Him to fail us. His love never fails. He's perfect. That's in whom we are placing our hope. And i got to tell you, in these last days, and I know this is something the Lord's been ministering to me as of late, and it's huge. I cannot put my hope in anything or anyone but the Lord, especially now. And would you agree with me that God, and He's gentle, He's patient, He's kind, He's not harsh with us, He's patient with us, but He just, by the Holy Spirit, begins that process of showing us that 
by putting our hope in that person or that thing or that job, we're going to be let down. But if we put our trust in Him, our hope in Him, we will never be let down. I think God has been loosening our ever-tightening grip on this world, not our home, the things of this world. Those things that we looked to and hoped in are, well, they're, I mean, how's that working out for you right now? It's the Lord and the Lord alone in whom we hope. Well, this sort of ties in with the second one, and this should be the, let me say it this way, the result, for lack of a better word. It's in verse 24, and it's that of spurring one another toward love and good deeds. This should be the result, the effect of unswervingly putting our hope in Jesus, in Jesus alone. And the offspring of that, the product of that, if you prefer, is that it will have this effect of spurring one another on toward love. Love. We need love. There's a lot of hate out there right now, right? Would you agree that the enemy has succeeded in large measure in getting everyone to hate everyone? Man, turn that TV off. No, I mean, seriously, I, I, I have it on, but I have it on mute. I, I, I rarely take it on. <laughs> just pray for me, because I mean, I have them on the news channels, just, you know, keeping my finger on the pulse of what's going on. But, but then I, there's, there's times when I'm thinking, man, if I take that off mute. Oh, by the way, I also disabled the closed captioning, because that was even worse, because I'm reading, I'm going... Do you realize that what they're showing you on that television screen and on that computer screen, it's all geared to get you to hate them. You realize that, right? And I mean, (laughs) and it's working. It's working. And and this is why it is, and I, I hope you don't tire of me saying this, because I'm going to keep saying it, because it's the truth. It doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican, right, left, black, white. Do not see people like that. Now it's, well, better not do that, go there. They're either saved or they're lost. That's the only thing that matters in the end. I don't care what color their skin is. I hope you don't, because, well, your pastor and your assistant pastor, well, I'm just going to leave it at that, but <laughs> I like how one said it, it's not a skin issue, it's a sin issue. There's something here that I need to point out, because it's not so easily seen at first read. Notice the writer of Hebrews says, consider how. You know what that means? That means you've got to put some thought into it. 
Not just thought, but thoughtfulness. In other words, think of ways that you can spur one another on to love and good deeds. It's going to take some thought. It's going to take being thoughtful. You need to put some effort into this. Consider, hey, how can I spur them on? Man, our flesh chafes against that. I don't want to spur them on toward love. I want to criticize them. I want to judge them. I want to gossip about them, not spur them on toward love. And here's what that looks like, by the way. I'm not talking about you, by the way. You guys are I'm talking about other carnal Christians in other churches, but you know how it is. It's kind of like, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Or how about this one? This one's so subtle. (laughs) How are they doing? By the way, I have a really good answer. When somebody comes to you and starts wanting to start something like that, you know, wait, did you hear what? And the proverb says that gossip is like a tasty morsel. You know, it's kind of like, oh, what's the juice? What's the tea? What's the dirt? Right? Come on, don't look at me like that. You know what I'm talking about. So here's the answer. Someone comes up to you and says, how are they doing? Oh, you're so spiritual. I'm not worthy, right? Here's the answer. I don't know. Why don't you go ask them? Oh, we're not going to do that. You know, spirit's willing, flesh is weak. That's why we're to mortify the deeds of the flesh. I tell you, that flesh rears its ugly head. Let me say it like this before we move on to the last one. You know... (laughs) The day in which we are living is not forgiving of that anymore. We're living at a time where, hey, uh, this is no time for that. This is the time to be spurring one another on, to be encouraging one another, to move them. Consider, creatively come up with and consider and put some thought into it, ways that you can just move them towards love. Because they're really hurting, by the way. Oh, they won't tell you. You know why they won't tell you? Because they're afraid that you're going to think, wow, where's your faith? Here's an example. (laughs) Yeah, here's an example. I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm the poster child for this. So, you know, I've, I've been very open with you about my... Uh, struggle in the area of worry. I'm a really good worrier. You know, I have a PhD in worry. I'm walking in victory, but it's still a struggle. Anxiety and worry. And (laughs) I mean, if you could read my inbox, don't. You don't want to read my inbox, but so many comments about, you're a pastor. You shouldn't worry. Worry's a sin. I'm like, whoa, I'm not worthy then. (laughs) Oh, you without sin. Perhaps you should cast the first stone. 
Maybe that's why pastors in particular are not as transparent as they should be. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you heard today may have encouraged you in your faith. There are many revered Bible characters mentioned in the book of Hebrews, people who lived ordinary lives but amounted to much in God's eyes when it came to faith. Perhaps you might be the same. You're living your very ordinary life, striving to live for God, but sometimes you make some harebrained decisions. Thankfully, God's looking at your life and your faith as a whole. This should be encouraging to you. You don't have to live up to perfection. Continue following this series with us in the book of Hebrews to gain additional glimpses of faith lived out. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Thanks for listening today to this teaching in the book of Hebrews. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God has been putting on his heart. Faith is something that's ongoing, so keep it up. Join us again on In Spirit and Truth.